Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Kill the Cast. Before we get into this, I just want to quickly say sorry for the brief hiatus uh, between technical issues with my computer and some life instances involving cars and diabetes and all kind of fun stuff. We had to uh, fix some stuff, but we are back. We have another great podcast for you. My name is Jerry and joining me tonight is, of course, Jay. You play a good game, boy, but the game is finished. Now you die. And the Silent Hill biker himself, Kenneth. As usual, what's going on? So, we we have a fun movie we're going to tackle today, but before we get into that, uh, Jay, what have you been doing this uh, past like month we've been gone? Uh, no Man's Sky came out, so I've been playing that. Uh, I got Final Fantasy VI for my handheld. Um, I've been... Signed up for Amazon Prime and been buying a lot of horror movies. <laughs> um, I picked up Return of the Living Dead and the original Dawn of the Dead on Blu-ray from a store in Portland when I was on a little getaway. And then just today in the mail, I got the Night of the Living Dead 90s version and Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 1 on Blu-ray. And there's nice. a special reason you got those, right? Uh, the Night of the Living Dead I picked up because on the second at PAX... Tom Savini is going to be there talking about the Friday the 13th video game, and I'm hoping I can get him to sign it. Nice. And yeah, that'd Kenneth? be very cool. That would be badass. Yeah. Real. I'll uh, be like, Kenneth? hey, we have a podcast. You should come join it one time. Yeah, come be on our podcast, please. Tell us about Vietnam. Right. <laughs> and uh, Kenneth, what have you been getting into? Uh, got a new car. Uh, got on an Anthony Hopkins kick. Uh, so I watched The Edge and Silence of the Lambs and some other stuff. Uh, got into Alien Isolation, that game for the PS4. Actually, surprisingly, it was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, that's pretty much it. I fix, I'm fixing to start rewatching the entire series of The Walking Dead. Nice. I, uh, I also got a new car. Uh, it's actually funny. Kenneth and I got a car, like, I got mine, what, like, Three, four days after you got yours? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, and then my buddy Jeff, like, a few days, which, Kenneth, you know Jeff, a few days before you, he got a new car. Nice. I was like, oh, all my best friends are getting cars. I guess I'll jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, but see, you know, the feeling that you get when you buy a brand new car, like, for me, it was my very first that I've ever bought brand new car. You know, and I'm, I've, I imagine it was the same for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that feeling you get when you buy a brand new car. It's amazing. Yes. It had 13 miles on it. I was like, 13 miles. Let's do this. Yeah, mine only had like 20 miles on it when I drove it off the lot. So I was Did, like, yeah. Probably just from test car? drives and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's it. Test drives and yeah. stuff. What did you say, Jerry? Did you name your car? Yes, I did. What's what's the name? Pearl. Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm guessing after your favorite kind of necklaces. No, 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 but that's still pretty damn funny. No, but think about it. My car is solid black, named it Pearl. Black Pearl, got it. I uh, I, I named mine Castle Black so that I can always be like, we must go to Castle Black, which is from Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of rewatching uh, the first season of Game of Thrones because the podcast I listened to uh, by Bald Move for Game of Thrones, they're redoing the first season, so I'm watching it with them in the off season, which 
Uh, it's always I like to listen to other podcasts to get to help kind of make my, me better at podcasting. I'll listen to other podcasts and see what they do that works. A little inside tip for everyone. Other than buying a new car, um, I have picked up a few movies. Um, if you are on our Facebook page, you saw I picked up three Shout Factory uh, double features. Uh, the awesome parts of that being uh, Tentacles, which I did that kill the trailer on, and uh, Empire of the Ants. Super excited about those. Um, other than that, I've just been working a lot working on uh, my YouTube uh, gaming channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash thegamecaseshow. You can watch me suck at video games. Um, I'm a retro game collector, and I suck at them. And uh, it's pretty funny. Jay watches them, so... If yeah, Jay, dude. If it's good enough for Jay, it's good enough for you. Hey, some of them <laughs> games you play, dude. I've, I mean, it's just like you—you you can't help but suck at them. Like, uh, what's that one that I just totally sucked at when I came down to your house? Well, Holy a, Diver. Oh my god. Holy <laughs> Diver. That's like one of the hardest games I've ever played in my life. Yeah, Holy Diver. I did one of my early episodes of Get Good, which is a series where I play these games, is done on Holy Diver. Jesus. That game, man, I, I never got so pissed at a game so fast before. That, that thing made Ninja Gaiden look like it was easy. That That's pretty good. So <laughs> let's get into uh, some horror news and uh, see how y'all feel about this. So Kevin Bacon, who you might know from Hollow Man, the following uh, Seven Degrees of Bacon, uh, among other Trimmers. Things. Trimmers. Mm, bacon. Um would like to have a shot at playing Freddy Krueger. So, I, I I love Kevin Bacon. It's I would love to see him do this, but I'm not a huge, huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. I'm mediocre. So, uh, Jay, you're a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. How do you feel about this? I think he could pull it off, especially now that he's a little bit older. Um, I think he's got the acting chops for it. I think the only problem with any kind of Nightmare on Elm Street anything is that if it doesn't have Robert England, the fans are just going to be pissed. They don't seem to want to accept, like, anybody. Like, the remake wasn't great, but it wasn't as terrible as fans say it was, but they think it's worse than it was because Robert England wasn't in it, that is my opinion. Thought- and when it comes down to it, I mean, people are just going to have to understand that if they if they want to keep the series going, I mean, all right, you've already got Wes Craven, who you know, may he rest in peace, he's gone, and eventually, Robert England's going to go. Well, you know I know Robert saying? England has said that he's not interested in playing that role anymore. He wouldn't mind a cameo if they start the series up again. He said as a janitor, um, which is funny because he was a janitor in the first one. I think he was. Uh, in one of the uh, the nightmares, but that's that's all he wants to do. So nobody's gonna get their wish. He's not he's not coming back, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, people need to people need to understand that if you know Freddy Krueger's gonna keep going, you know, what I'm saying eventually they're gonna have to have somebody new. Yeah, and you're right. And with horror, we have we see this a lot where you have a certain actor who becomes this character. And that's who we associate that character with, whether it's like Boris Karloff as Frankenstein's monster, Bela Lugosi as Dracula, or even like having uh, Kane Hodder as Jason. We see that actor as that character. They are the best representation of that character. But eventually, they're not going to be able to play that character. And like, I'm interested to see how this affects like the superhero movies later on when they try to do 
a new superhero movie and they have to replace one of these big actors uh, that they're known for this role with someone else. And I think we're going to see a lot of like the complaints we see in the horror movies happen to superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a possibility. It's already happening with some of the older ones that came out before the big superhero boom. Like, they're planning on remaking The Crow, and Jason Momoa, who's playing Aquaman, is in talks to be The Crow. And they're like, nope, it's stupid. I want Brandon Lee. Yeah, uh, but so. I like Jason well, I mean, Momoa. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Jason Momoa. He, he played Khal Drogo in Game of Thrones, and I'm a huge, huge Game of Thrones fan. I, I'm a huge Aquaman fan. I think he'll do wonderful as Aquaman. But I think his acting chops and face work for this, but his body is too big. This dude could literally punch a hole in my face. Like, he's too <laughs> big to be the crow. I, I oh, agree. No, no. I, just... I, I agree with that. It was just the only example I could think of of a superhero movie being remade. With well, the, I mean, the, the, yeah, and they've already talked about, you know, who's going to come in, you know what I'm saying, and play Tony Stark because, um, you know, Robert Downey Jr. said that he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what we need to do if we want if we really want The Crow to get remade? We need to get the, like, CEO of, like, Hot Topic on board because you know <laughs> he's rolling in money after Suicide Squad. So the crow yeah. that'll just sell hot topic stuff like crazy. Yeah, I remember when I was like uh, seventeen or eighteen years old. You go into hot topic, man, and it, you know this was back when hot topic was still cool, and uh, you could find crow stuff in there all the time at that point. Yeah, so that's. I mean, we'll see what happens from there. Uh, the next bit of news of an actor wanting to play a character, Jared Leto would like to play Lestat in a remake, a remake of Interview with a Vampire. Um, uh, Kenneth, you're a big Anne Rice fan. Uh, how do you feel about this? I, I think that he would be great. Um, seeing him, the pictures, you know, of uh, him in very, very nice clothes with the, uh, the, you know, the Joker, you know, the blonde hair from the Joker before they put the green in it and so on and so forth. Um, I think that he looked the part with his hair being a little bit longer. And then in the books, you know, the little stat character is an arrogant vain guy. And I honestly think that Jared Leto would pull off that arrogance that needs to be for the character. And Jay, how do you feel? Uh, I watched the original movie. I've never read any of the books. Uh, I like Leto as an actor. I think he's got the ability to, to pretty much do whoever I really liked his Joker. Uh, and I'd definitely be interested to see a, a reboot of the series and do the books justice because I know Interview was pretty good, but Queen of the Damned wasn't as well received. And oh, those are the only two they've done as far as I know. You yeah, know they what? completely butchered it with Queen of the Damned, the movie. But you know what I thought of? If, if Interview with the Vampire is successful and they remake Queen of the Damned, he could actually sing his own parts. Right, right. And I actually got to thinking about that when I read the article. And... The crazy thing about it is, is with his 30 Seconds to Mars background, it would actually, not only him being able to sing it, but it would fit, another thing that would fit with the Lestat character is that style of music, especially in early 30 Seconds to Mars days. It would actually fit the character. Yeah, so that's another one we'll have to wait and see. I honestly would love to see it. I loved him as a Joker. I've loved him in multiple roles. Um, so I, I'm all about that. Uh the next bit of news, we finally saw a picture of the new Pennywise. 
for the upcoming it remake and uh this time i'm gonna take the for for uh the front running because um i gotta say while he looks creepy um the, the they tried too hard to make him look a little too american horror story gothic and what <laughs> i feel what i feel like is what worked so well with the classic it is how he looked like a regular friendly clown and that's why georgie uh believed him about the balloons and floating down there and and he got to munch on the kid's arm like I'm gonna tear your arm off you little bastards yeah so <laughs> like I, I i'm kind of uh, a step back right now i was all for it and now i'm kind of a step back um how jay how do you feel uh i like it i think out of context looking at uh tim curry's Pennywise and this new Pennywise that they are that the new one is kind of creepier than what Tim Curry did. I can definitely see your point. Uh, overall, I'm kind of more excited for this than the original one just because it is rated R. They're actual movies as opposed to TV movies. Uh, they're going to do two parts, so we're not going to miss any of the story. And I feel like it's just going to be closer to the book than what we got with the TV movie. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kenneth, I know you've actually read the book, so your thoughts? Um, I honestly think that the pic- the only pictures that we've seen so far of what Pennywise is going to look like, I think that they've kind of blown it up just specifically for the hype. Because I just, I, I really don't think that he's going to look as creepy as he does in that picture. I mean, it's an entertainment weekly picture, I think. So, I mean, they're they're obviously going to make him look a lot more creepy. Um, but I would like to see a lot more details in this movie. But if, you know, I don't know if y'all remember, uh, I'm a little bit older than both of y'all, I think. Uh, I th- the the TV movie was a two-parter. Yeah. Yes, I, kn- I knew that. I just, you know, I know and, that uh, I'm just saying I, it as opposed to there only being one movie that just letting people know that there's going to be two in case they didn't know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I hope that they get a lot more stuff in it. But the biggest thing that I'm happy about is they didn't try to turn it into a fucking TV show. Okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because there's just some things out there, man, that do not need to be made into TV shows. Yeah, and on cool you know, um, did you see that, like, uh, the original It, um, original Salem's Lot, and the original... Actually, I shouldn't have to say original for Cat's Eye, but they're all getting Blu-ray releases um, in September. Nice. I'm I'm personally really looking forward to Salem's Lot because I love that movie. I just picked it up on VHS, um, and I now I'm just like, oh, Blu-ray, thank you. Did you ever watch the uh, the remake of Salem's Lot? I did, uh, but I don't really remember any of it. What was that dude that was in it? Um, he was in the he was in the t- he was in the TV movie for The Stand too. I don't, I don't remember. Did you know that there was a uh, a sequel to the original Salem's Lot called Return to Salem's Lot? Yeah. I, I didn't know that until, like, just recently. I never really paid it any mind, though. I, I wouldn't... I didn't pay it or give it my mind, but I just didn't know that. Yeah, like, it was one of those that... I remember watching Salem's Lot as a kid, and, you know, it was one of those movies, and I think it had the same effect on you. I don't know, but it was one of those movies that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. So... Yeah, so 
and then I became a huge fan of it. You know, same thing with Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger scared the fucking shit out of me when I was a kid. And then I became a huge fan of him. So uh, I never really gave a whole lot of stock into the sequel yeah, for Salem's Lot. And you know what's interesting is there's a lot of Stephen King movies that are actually not on Blu-ray. And I'm hoping this gets us more on Blu-rays because I need Silver Bullet on Blu-ray. I need to see Gary Busey's teeth in 1080p. <laughs> Speaking of Silver Bullet... Um, and movies that came around that same thing. Did y'all see the... Uh, uh, I think I posted it on the Kill the Cast page. But I may have done it on mine because I was so heated. Damn. They are making a Lost Boys TV show? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. I did not see that. Well, it can't, be any, it can't be any worse than the Lost Boy, uh, like, second and third movies. There was a third one? I've only yeah, seen the first one. I haven't bothered with any of the other ones. I'm pretty, yeah, there's two sequels. There's a second. I didn't sequel. know there was two sequels because I remember the tribe or whatever it was, but it was what whichever one of the sequels that I watched was lame, and I didn't even realize there was another one. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, depending on what they focus on, I guess it'd be cool. I would like to see the two kids uh, that were the vampire hunters. Um, I can't remember what the they're frog like. brothers. The frog brothers. I wouldn't mind seeing like a mini series on them actually like going and fighting um vampires that and give it like kind of a monster squad feel that would be cool but it'd be cooler if it was done like an anime it'd be cooler if it was done like an anime one of the sequels is them or at least one of the quarries yeah but i want to see them as kids not as adults oh okay i see what you're saying i'm sorry i misunderstood yeah, yeah so, like I said, I think that'd be cool as an anime. Yeah, but speaking of Monster Squad, Shane Black, who was involved with the original Monster Squad, wants to do a sequel to the Monster Squad, and uh, I love the Monster Squad. It's one of my all-time favorite horror comedies. It's probably my number one favorite horror comedy. Um, so I say bring it, but I have no clue what direction they would go with this at all. It's one of those um, that I wish they'd just leave alone. Yeah, I'm not. I'd be okay with it. I guess it depends on how the material's handed. Like, I would need more details about the plot to uh, to know how I feel about it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It just really depends on, you know, where yeah, they're going I'll, with it. Maybe they're, uh, maybe the evil comes back and now they have to train, you know, their kids or something like that. We got to find another kind of virgin. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I, but we have no information about this movie um, besides that he wants to do it. So it's more of just an idea. Um, but thinking, talking about Monster Squad inspired things, Netflix put out a show called Stranger Things, and mm. holy shit, this is by far my favorite thing Netflix has ever done. This is the best thing they've done since inventing. Uh, the streaming service. This is better. <laughs> this this makes a microwave look like a bread box. It's that good. Still, I, I have not got into it yet. And that is a sin, Kenneth. You are a dirty, dirty, dirty sinner. You need to go watch this show. Yeah, but the fucked up thing can. about it is, is I just I don't know what it was today, but for some reason today, I was I was outside playing with my kid, and then all of a sudden it popped in my head. Hey. Why don't you start the Walking Dead series over again? Oh, I'm going to make a lot of people pissed off. Bro, the Walking Dead is trash. 
Go watch Stranger Things. I don't, dude. I've I've been with The Walking Dead since it started. I mean, I'm not I'm not denying the fact that Stranger Things is probably badass, and you're not the only person that said it. Uh, but I don't know. I, I like The Walking Dead, man. I have I have ever since the beginning. I think the first three seasons were probably the best three so far. Uh, Stranger Things, I think, is higher quality than The Walking Dead, and this is a fan of the comic book, and I really like the show. At first, but I feel like recently it's gone way downhill. But yeah, absolutely watch Stranger Things. Yeah. Once Stranger you start, you're just going to end up blowing through the whole thing. Yeah, Stranger Things will g- gave me that feeling I got when I first like read Salem's Lot. Like, it is such a combination of 80s like nostalgia. It's not even funny. Like, it has feelings of the Goonies and Monster Squad and Stephen King. It is like, if... if, if Shane Black wants to do another Monster Squad. He needs to look at Stranger Things and go, those are my guys. That's who I need to get to do this. I concur. These are some of the best child actors I've ever seen. Uh, They all work together really well. They all have great chemistry, and they're all actual decent actors. Like, none of it felt like the standard, you know, well, we have to have a kid in this movie, so that's what we're going to do. Like, they were actually good actors. Yeah, and Mike... Uh, the guy, the kid who played Mike will be in the remake of it. Um, and I just saw something cool earlier. The kid that plays Dustin, he, uh, I follow his Instagram and, uh, he started posting pictures and he was like, instead of when people come up and ask me for a picture with them, I'm going to say, no, let me get a picture of you with me so I can give thanks to you for being my fan. And he's been posting all these selfies with people he's met on the streets. Uh, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's the coolest thing Yeah, that's real cool. That's real awesome. Everyone, make sure you tell Kenneth that he must watch Stranger Things. We will will force (laughs) him to watch it, and maybe we'll do a podcast on Stranger Things, because I think it would be be a lot of fun. Uh, Kenneth, there's a lot of, like, Silent Hill in it, and I know that'll get you all revved up. Yeah, I'm such a huge fan of Silent Hill. It's it's actually kind of, kind of... Creepy. How much I love Silent Hill. Yeah, it's weird. He used to try oh, to. We can do a whole me. podcast on Silent Hill too, because I love those oh, games. We could. Oh but yes. But Kenneth, his obsession goes a little far. He used to. I'd wake up and uh, there'd be stuff on my face, and he would be like putting bandages on my face, and I'd be in a nurse's outfit, and I'm like, "The fuck are you doing?" <laughs> He's like, "It's okay. I'm just practicing for when my big uh, uh, pyramid helmet comes in." Yeah, you looked so sexy in that nurse's outfit, though, dude. I mean, I did. I mean, I only weighed, like, fucking 110 pounds at the time, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, You're right, gorgeous. So that's the news, people. Uh, obviously, if you have news you would like to hear us talk about, feel free to throw it up on the Facebook page. We do uh, talk to people on there. We post stuff on there, talk in the comments, all that good stuff. But let's get in to the movie we are talking Phantasm from, I think it was 1972. Am I right on that? Someone? Whatever, I'm right. Uh, 72, 73. 79. 79. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, off. it's a little later than that. Yeah, way off. 70, oh, I'm sorry. It started production in 1977 and didn't come out till 1979. There you go. There we go. I'm back on top, like always. Uh, so Phantasm <laughs> is a wonderful cult classic that's really hard to explain. So a brief synopsis would kind of be, uh, there's a kid named Mike. 
his parents are dies. His parents are dead. He lives with his older brother Jody, um, and some weird stuff starts happen with this uh, guy who works at the funeral home. Um, and he, being a kid, gets curious and starts investigating. And from there, you go on a wonderful ride of, uh, we'll only give you half information. I hope you can figure the rest out yourself. Yeah, stealing dead bodies. Woo! Yeah, so, uh, the tall man, who is the guy that runs the funeral home, is stealing dead bodies. And he is crushing them and then sending them to a alien planet uh, to make them slaves. And, uh, well, Mike is all about, uh, he's anti-slavery, and he's putting it into this <laughs> right right here, right now. So, uh, Jay, uh, did you say this was your first time actually seeing the movie? Uh, it's my second. So, growing up, I had always seen the cover, but never actually rented them. Um, and then... It was on Netflix for a short time, and so when it showed up on Netflix, I watched it, and then that was it until we watched it to do it for the podcast, so this is like my second time watching it. All right, and how, how do you feel about it? I quite enjoyed it. It's uh, it's pretty original, uh, considering the time frame it came out, and there wasn't a lot of, of stories, anything like this, and the, uh, the Phantasm Sphere, or whatever it's called that he used, is pretty original as well. Um, I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And Kenneth, um, you've seen the movie multiple times. In fact, you are the person who showed me the movie because there was a time where I moved in with Kenneth and he would start showing me all this more, uh, obscure and cult and underground horror movies, um, including like Cannibal Holocaust and Lucio Fulci's Zombie, um, and Phantasm. So Kenneth, what's your thoughts on Phantasm? Man, Phantasm is... It's it's a key point in 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 my childhood, man. Because you know my dad is the one that's responsible for for introducing me to a lot of these you know obscure movies, you know. And um, uh, when I got to a certain age, you know, where dad felt like that I that you know I, I had the right mindset to kind of handle some of this stuff, he would just start pouring it in like every weekend. You know, I'd go to my dad's house and he's just like, check this out, check this out, check this out. And uh, Phantasm happened to be one of them. And so, uh, watching a movie like that when you're younger, you know what I'm saying, and trying to trying to pick up on everything that's going on, because even though there there are spots in this movie that seem kind of hokey, the storyline behind this movie was fantastic for the time period. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it'd be the late '70s to, for this movie to be as out there as it is. You know what I'm saying? But not seem like it's one of those movies like Yellow Submarine. You know, it was uh, it, it was it was great. It. I mean, I love the movie. And then uh, when Jay said something just a minute ago about how he'd never rented it before, it just kind of took me back in my mind of what it was like going to going to a video store when you're a kid and renting movies like this, man. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that the youth of today is not going to be able to enjoy that experience. Very. That's true. very true. Uh, I used to love browsing, browsing the different sections I, and renting movies. I feel like... I mean, the, don't get me... We can do a whole like podcast on that, so let's 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 side that because we could do a whole podcast on. Oh, that'd be a good podcast. So that I'm gonna cut that off, um, just because I I would love to save that. Um, Store that away for ideas. So, I uh, much like Jason uh, Jay, I saw I remember seeing the cover. 
in movie rental places and I never rent it. Uh, probably because the name just kind of threw me off. Um, and it almost was like Phantasm. That's like a fantasy movie or something. I don't care about this. Why is it in the horror movie? Someone misplaced this. So, but when I watched it with Kenneth, the big thing I love about this movie is it's it's such a mystery. It it really expects the audience to do some thinking for themselves and to kind of place things together on them on their own. And I love I love when a movie doesn't have to walk you hand by hand through everything. Um, this is a movie that wants you to pay attention, put stuff together, and ask questions. And even at the end, you're still like, the fuck just happened? What? But I thought this was this, and now it's that, and there's this thing going into that thing with this, and I... What the fuck? So, that's one of the things I love about this movie. I just... I can't say enough good things about this movie. You have to watch it, because it's one of those movies that... Uh, it's hard to explain to someone. I don't think any pitch I can give you on what this movie is about will make you want to watch it. I think you just have to watch it because it's a very hard movie to describe. It's very unique, um, especially like Jay said, for the time. Um, and Kenneth is, is 100% right in all the props he gave for this movie. You have to see this movie. Um, so I would like to uh, tell y'all some interesting things about this movie um, and see what you think. First of all, did anyone else think the old fortune lady looked like Ozzy Osbourne? Uh, a little bit, yes. I a hundred percent was waiting her to just start going into crazy train. Oh, that would have been awesome. Like so. Anyway, so hopping uh, around like a frog. Yeah, there's an old lady who looks like Ozzy Osbourne and her little blonde uh, granddaughter. I guess I think it was. Um, yeah, because she keeps calling her granny. Yeah, when Mike goes there to get his like fortune told if his brother's gonna leave him and what's up with the tall man. They, they doom this little kid. They get a black box, just like Dune, have him put his hand in there. It grasps his hand, and he starts flipping out, and they keep telling him, hey, you're, it's just fear. Let it go. Um, and that's kind of like his inspiration throughout this whole movie of how he's going to deal with this. It's, I'm, it's just fear. That's it. Let me just get past that and tackle what's in front of me. And I think yeah, let's let's not you know have any. It's just fear. Let's not pay attention to anything having to do with this big fucker that picked up a casket with a dead body in it by himself. <laughs> well, I mean, right. I do that every weekend as a pastor. Oh yeah. Well, I've sure. been going to the gym every night for a little while now, so I think I could handle that as well. I think yeah. you're just uh... yeah, Kenneth. You're just a, you're just a little bitch. I could five hundred pounds to nothing, <laughs> man. Every day. Oh yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> Yep, I'm eating Twix bars and drinking milk in the middle of the night. That's my gym right there. Yeah. So, yes, uh, there is an awesome scene in the here where the tall man straight up picks up a casket with a body in it by himself and just shoves it in the back of a hearse. Um, and how he actually does it is uh, the coffin is made out of, is it balsa wood? Is that the correct term? name of yeah it? okay yeah also did they discuss in... that in the movie i don't remember them t- telling me oh what, no no, uh... no. I, this is from my research after i watch okay. the movie i do my research <laughs> and find out all kinds of things so it, the coffin is made out of balsa wood and on the side that you don't see uh it, there's a rope there which you can actually kind of see once he puts it in there there's a small glimpse of the rope hanging that he used to help get in there oh that's funny so yeah that's cool. so uh this movie is really cool because watching it, it inspired a lot of movies. You can see where a lot of movies were like, "Oh, we got this from th- we that from there," 
Um, the ending of the movie is so Nightmare on Elm Street, it's not even funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can really, I mean, until, I, I didn't think about it until, you know, you had mentioned it when we had discussed uh, this a little bit before. I didn't think about it, and uh, now that I think about it, yeah, it's totally Nightmare on Elm Street. Or let me rephrase, Nightmare on Elm Street is totally Phantasm. Yeah, and then it's also like when Michael is watching his brother uh, getting ready to bang Miss Tallman, he uh, gets spooked by one of the little dwarfs, and he starts running through there screaming, and the only thing I can think of is Men in Tights. When the kid (laughs) runs up to Robin Hood. Right. I was just like, oh, that's where he got that from. Um and there's a lot of stuff like that in this movie where you'll like there's a car that hits a pole and just Michael Bay explodes. Like there was like they just had a good chunk of their budget and they were like we're blowing up a car because it'll be fun and they did. They're well, like we're doing. I this. would definitely spend most of my budget blowing things up. So I I make uh, most of my that budget by talks blowing. to my heart. <laughs> so it works yeah. out. Um. So. Uh, let's talk a, a few things that maybe I didn't care for in the movie and see how y'all feel about them. Uh, can we just start telling people when you're shooting at a car, shoot at the fucking tires. Just seriously. Right. Like he said, there's no one driving it. Let me keep shooting into the windshield. No, shoot the fucking tires out. What are you doing? You know, another thing that's always got me watching movies that really, you know, about car chases, it irritates me, is it's like when you got one person chasing after another and that person that's chasing them gets up aside, how come rarely ever, nobody ever thinks to themselves, why don't I slam on the brakes? Because we think nobody about ever that does in the that. real world, so they can't do it in movies. Yeah, I mean, I watched it, I saw it in this movie, The Chase, with Charlie Sheen that I was watching the other day, but... Other than that, I, you never really see that in movies, you know? And so, but the kid thought about shooting out the tire when he was stuck in the back of the hearse later, and he, you know, shot through the wheel well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Except at that point, he should have shot through the window into the front seat and shot the tall man in the head. That's true. It's like they finally, yeah. finally shoot the well, tires, and it's at a time when he should have been shooting someone in the head. Hell, yeah, yellow goo go everywhere. Like I, I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Um, he's a savant. He couldn't figure out how the guns work. That's how he was able to fix all the cars. <laughs> Fair enough. That that makes sense to me. Um, another thing, let's talk about this this kid MacGyvering a shotgun shell onto a hammer to blow the lock on the on his bedroom door. That's totally possible. It's how I get out of my house every morning. <laughs> Where do you live, Jay? That isn't even what. <laughs> I think Jay wakes oh, yeah. up and he, and he, he looks I've at got his wife and he neighbors, just goes, okay. Honey, hand me the hammer. We're What's going the hood today. like in Washington? For real? <laughs> what the fuck? That, I, oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. it, I think it's, I, I mean, the, the idea behind that um, is sound, but the way that he put it together, I mean, I honestly just don't think... Just trying to put a tack in the primer of a shotgun shell is actually going to stay. And then uh, using just a little bit of scotch tape to hold that shotgun shell on that. Yeah, that that, that kid would have done so much more damage in real life to himself before well, he would have that door. Scot- scotch tape in the 70s was actually uh, more protective than it is now. 
uh, because it was trying to fight communism. <laughs> so that that's just explain that to you. Okay, I, I, I can dig that. Okay, so uh, one of the things I thought was really cool in this movie, it just reminded me of something. You know when they finally go into the door that leads to the portal? When that right. door opened and the music's playing, you see all the barrels and then they go into this white room. That reminded me so much of playing Doom that I was seriously about to be like, uh-oh, there's going to be a cyber demon right behind that door. Don't go in. Yeah. It, it was very Doom-esque. But, I, I mean, that entire scene was pretty awesome anyway. I mean, you know, Doom excluded. that, that The music for this movie was very... It, I mean, it is very unique to itself. And then, uh, you know, my favorite thing about that is when they start putting their hands through the two little, uh, the, through the doorway kind of thing, the way they did that, that shot. Yeah. I really, really like that. Yeah. That, uh, the whole, the whole set design for that, that room and the, the surrounding sets is just fantastic. Yeah. The- yeah. Between the music, the movie, the practical effects, everything in this movie is done so well, except for, one thing, there's one really glaringly bad thing in this whole movie. Anybody the bug? want to guess what it is? The bug? The bug. Yeah, the bug? Yeah. I like the bug. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. I mean, I'd love to take it out on a date. Um, I mean, but, you know, I mean, I, I personally, I think the, the finger that got cut off in the box was a lot cooler than the bug itself. That's I agree. Fair. You know, I had a I had a thought watching this movie. Uh, the caretaker. So he Michael broke into the play to the funeral home. He's hiding in the casket. The caretaker comes in, and then the tall man's like, "Hey, come on!" And then they go away. And then the caretaker uh, ends up walking back out at some point when Michael's walking out, and they see each other. And then the cool ass silver uh, spear comes back out. And it kills him. He dies. He bleeds red and pisses himself. Okay, that means he's still human. So does he know what the tall man is doing and is working with him? Kind of like, okay, well, you won't kill me if I help you. Or well, is, or an alien like, from another dimension that can lift up like six, seven hundred pounds by himself tells you to do something. You're probably gonna listen. Uh, yeah, you would, cause you're un-American. I, on the other hand, would fucking Chuck Norris him so quick. <laughs> I would ruin the situation. Yeah, you do that, dude. And then when he picks you up and crushes your ass, like that sheriff in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, when he, uh, you know, when he does that shit to you, me and Jay, on the other hand, will be standing there and we'll be kind of chuckling to ourselves as you're getting killed because we did what the fuck he told us to do. Well, Kenneth, you're just a negative Nancy on Elm Street then, aren't you? <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was good. I, I, I was just, I was like, is he like, maybe he's like a, a simpleton or something and just kind of does what he's told and doesn't really understand what's going on. And even if he told someone, no one would understand because we don't know anything about this character. I'm looking way too far into this character, but it just kind of started, it just was on my mind. I was just like. Cause well, I mean, at this point, when you see the dude... yellow embalming shit, so obviously this dude's still human. Yeah, well, at this point, I mean, when you look at him, I mean, he's got the black around the eyes and everything. I mean, he's either teetering on the edge of, you know, being a, a late 70s zombie or a meth addict, one of the two. 
Oh, I just assumed he was like really into the cure. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. You know, either way, you know what I'm saying? I mean, at this point, you really don't know what's going on with the guy. And uh, the only reason that we even know that he is still living is from the, you know, the point that you made about the red blood. So, yeah. um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think that the guy was only there for an introduction to the sphere myself. Probably. Someone let me know on Facebook or something, but let's talk about that sphere. Because besides the tall man, that is the most iconic thing about this movie is that spear that has two scenes in like the whole movie. Yeah, but they get if when you start getting further into the series, they get a lot more predominant. But yeah, man, I mean, I think it's like two or three scenes. But but that's you know, good though because it doesn't over overdo it, and it doesn't like it shows that there's more substance to the movie besides the weapon. Yeah, and the cool thing about it is, is later on, like, you know, in this one, you only see that one setup where it's got, you know, the two blades coming out from the side and then the drill bit later when it actually gets into the skull. But uh, later on, when you get into the rest of the series, you see them doing all kinds of different cool shit. Like, I think it's the second one where there's a gold one. Ooh. <laughs> Upgrade. Yeah. Fancy. And I can't remember exactly what it does because it's been so long since I've seen the second one. But I know there's a gold one in one of the series. One oh, of the, man, one of the things. got rich off uh, selling all the dwarfs. Got him a gold right. one. Yeah. It's, uh, okay, so that ball was actually made by Mr. Willard Green, who unfortunately died before the movie came out. So he never actually got to see, like, or as far as I've, from what I read, he never actually got to see the finished product of what it was like in the movie. Um, it now, really blows. Do y'all want to know how they actually did the practical effects for the ball flying down the uh, hallway? Always. So they actually have a baseball pitcher throwing the ball, and then they just filmed it and then reversed it. Sweet. I can I imagine what it'd be like to be just humming a, you know, <laughs> humming a silver ball down down the hallway. But you know, I, I mean, it really gives you some kind of substance of you know what uh, you know practical effects and how cool they were. Yeah. Um, another interesting. Did you know this film was actually originally three hours? Really? I'd like to see the rest of it. Yeah, well, me too. I, I've got good and bad news for you. Um, if you've seen. Uh, the fourth movie in the series, Oblivion, you have seen some of this footage because they used some of it for that, including some of the alternate endings from the first movie. Um, but the rest of that footage has seemed to become lost. No one seems to know where it is. Um, I am hoping that uh, maybe J.J. Abrams has it because he's doing a 4K restoration of the movie that hopefully comes out soon. Um, I know there's rumors that it might come out in September, along with the fifth movie, uh, Phantasm V Ravager. So we'll have to wait and see, but hopefully he has this footage, because, God, I want to see this footage. That would be badass. You know, it's crazy how, you know, you hear stories about about some of the greatest films that have ever come out, especially cult classics, and how footage just magically disappears. But... There is hopes that it will show back up because, I mean, we there was a bunch of footage for Metropolis that was lost, and that's a silent film from like the from like nineteen twenty what seven something like that. I can't remember the year, but um, if, uh, but if listeners out there have never watched Metropolis, 
that is something that should be definitely in your library of movies to watch. Yeah, and they recently, uh, like two years ago, found more footage from a different uh, edited version of this. More footage for the movie. The movie is actually longer now because we we got new footage that was found in some collector's uh, basement. I, I think at some point in time there was like three different versions of Metropolis on Netflix. Uh, yeah, there's even, like, a colorized version of it, too. Ugh. Yeah. So, speaking of J.J. Abrams, did you know that he actually named Captain Phasma of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, after the chrome ball in Phantasm? I did not. I didn't know that either. That's pretty awesome. Now, that is 100% believable. Like, I get that. So, I want to tell you something that I read that I don't know is 100% true. But maybe um, the timeline lines up for it. So we all know who Lemmy of Motorhead is, right? Rest in peace. He died um, last year. Yes. Okay. It is rumored that while watching a screening of this movie in New York, he said Mike's head looked like the Ace of Spades and then spent the rest of the movie writing the song instead of watching the movie. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. Like, and I, so I, I was curious about it, and I went and I looked at the lyrics for Ace of Spades. It has no references to this movie. It, oh, no. Like, and it's not even that long of a song. Holy crap. Like, there, there is, like, like, 15 lines to the whole thing, and that's it. Um, so I don't know how true that is, but that, that would be really cool if it is true. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that- you know, I mean, listening to, uh, I've, I've listened to Motorhead growing up, you know what I'm saying? So Ace of Spades is one of those songs and, uh, you know, for it to be one of the, the, one of the main ones of the career of Motorhead, man, that they're most famous for, for it to be based off of that from Phantasm. I mean, that'd just be awesome. It's just unfortunate we can't ask Kalimi. You say we can't, but I think we all three just get two Ouija boards apiece stack them on top of each other, we will rise Lemmy from the grave, his spirit, and ask him the question everyone wants to know, did you write Ace of Spades while watching a screening of Phantasm? Yeah, well, you can do that. I am not down with the Ouija boards. Y'all can have a great time with that kind of shit. Uh, and, and I'll just sit back and, you know, wonder for the rest of my life. Well, I'll just, I'll just uh, make a trip into the spirit world. I do it all the time. It's pretty easy. Um, I just need some candles, blood of a virgin, and we're good to go. Man, this is the 21st century. Where are you going to find a virgin? Uh, you don't want to know. Well, definitely not a Catholic <laughs> school. So, um, I, I, I'm kind of depressed that Kenneth doesn't want to uh, speak to the dead. I've, I've done my time. <laughs> I've done my time. You don't know how many times I've been in the cemetery getting it on with a lady and then she tried to stab me and turned into a tall old dude. Like, that's so relatable. But that chick was so hot, though. Ah, maybe for the 70s she was. Yeah, exactly for the 70s, I man. Yeah, like, I've always... she, looked like a, she looked like someone who would be at a Motorhead concert. Whatever. Like, with her old biker husband. Hey, man, you know, even though I love horror movies, I'm still a metalhead, too. Well, I mean, that they kind of go hand in hand. Not necessarily. You love horror movies, and you're not a metalhead. 
That's true. I don't like. I'm not a big metal metal fan. Uh, and I don't know whether Jay is or not. Oh yeah, definitely. You metalhead? Oh yeah. Sweet. Well, I like everything, but yeah, I definitely lean towards heavy metal and rock and roll. Nice. So, well, so Phantasm is a movie that you need to see. There are four movies in the series right now with a fifth one coming soon. Hopefully we'll get re-releases on Blu-ray soon as the first one has never been released on Blu-ray um, in America. Yeah, state that yeah in if America, you get on Amazon and you look for the DVD, the DVD is actually kind of expensive. Yeah. So hopefully with the 4K restoration, we will get more in. Um, yeah, I had really... like a Blu-ray set of the whole thing for North America. Yeah, if nice. you really need them on Blu-ray, there is a uh, UK released one, um, which a lot of UK Blu-rays work here in America on your PS4. Um, most of them are now where the Hertz is correct, because if you don't know this, back in the day, um, while the rest of the world was running on 60 Hertz, UK in Europe was running on 50, so a lot of their stuff doesn't uh, look proper over here. Uh, for instance, I, me and Jay are into retro gaming. If you play a PAL released, which is a Europe release, like Nintendo game, like original NES game, like Gradius, it will run slower than the American counterpart. Right. Uh, even even up to Dreamcast, there were some issues with... Uh with some of the PAL releases. Some of them had switches that you could switch back and forth, but... Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so, it's an issue with old stuff. Most of them should be okay, though. Yeah, most of the Blu-rays are fine now. I have a Universal Monster collection that I uh, imported from UK that's fantastic, works awesome. I have no issues with it. Um, and UK does get some really, really good horror releases over there. I guess they got to make up for all that time they had their video nasties list. Well, I had uh, both my Night of the Living Deads are from other countries. I have the original one is from UK, and the 90s one is from Australia, because according to my research, that's the best, and it might be the only Blu-ray transfer of the movie, but it's it's pretty solid according to what the internet says. So yeah. you've got a Blu-ray copy of the 90s Night of the Living Dead. Yes, it was $21 on Amazon, but it's from Australia. So you got to have a region-free Blu-ray player or a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4, which are both region-free for our listeners who are scrambling to Amazon to go find a copy now. So have you watched it already or threw it in your PlayStation yet? I made sure it turned on, yeah, but I haven't uh, I haven't watched it yet. Dude, that is awesome. I have to have this. Because I've, the, I've got the DVD. You know what I'm saying? That came out back then, but you know what I'll, I mean. I'll, I'll post a link on our Facebook for anybody listening who's curious. Uh, yeah, to the that'd copy be awesome. That I bought, and they can make their decisions from there. Did you buy that Phantasm box set? No, no. Oh, uh, not yet. Not yet. Isn't that thing expensive? <laughs> I'm just gonna wait for an American re-release. Yeah, I might. I might wait for the American release too. I've been buying a lot of movies lately. Well, I think I'm gonna spend the. Uh, 60 or 80 or $100 on whatever it is for that original Anchor Bay DVD release of uh, Phantasm. I think I'm going to go ahead and spend the money on that. I'm going to wait and see if... Because uh, we know the, the the first one, at least, is getting a Blu-ray release. Well, I mean, you know, the reason the, there's a specific reason why I want that particular copy. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I didn't realize that when I got online to look to go buy it, that it was going to be, you know, that it was going to be 
started it, it, it started getting into the rare and so you know that's like uh that's like my uh my copy of cannibal that i've got in there man you know that uh, how much did we find that thing online for uh 80 i think 80 was the lowest most of them were over 100 yeah you know what i'm saying i didn't even realize i mean the three copies we could find yeah and i didn't even realize you know what i'm saying (laughs) that that had gotten into the rare but i can also see it because of the movie being as odd as it is yeah, hopefully we'll never tackle that movie, but I'm pretty sure we will at some point, and I'm going to cry. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. Not bad. Let me explain this to you. The movie is not bad. The movie is one of the most well-done movies I have ever seen. It just is the one movie that actually really deeply disturbed me, and I, I don't want to watch it again, but it Kenneth and Too I bad. talked, and we might watch it at some point again. What did you say, Jay? I said, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, like the Shyamalan episode that's coming. Too bad. Fuck yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to have to watch The Village to can, do this episode. Can my cat just watch it and, and be on here with y'all? <laughs> the sad part is is that, you know, well, I don't know if it's really sad because I enjoy the movie so much. I have just about every Shyamalan movie. Oh, God, I can taste vomit in my mouth already. <laughs> I even have The Happening, even though I think that's one of the weakest. I'd rather watch The Happening, because at least I get John Logozamo, and I can spend half the movie just going, I wonder if he's going to say a line from The Pest. Okay, let me ask you this. All right. How old were you when you watched The Village? I can't remember. Uh, It was right before I met you, so 16, 17. I guess. Okay. Well, all right then. You know, and I and I, I know that you you have such a serious disdain for this movie, but you know you're always talking to me about going back and watching movies with a different set of eyes and so on and so forth. I honestly think you may still hate it. You know what I'm saying? But I honestly think that since you've got a difference of about ten years on you, that you might appreciate it more. Probably not. Because I know how you are. Probably not. But it's a possibility. This is what's going to happen to watch the movie. At the end of it, I'm going to be like, I should have worn yellow should they, so they would have left me the fuck alone. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, it's the same thing about, you remember that argument that me and you had over that one movie, uh, that real big argument that me and you had over that one movie. What was the name of that movie? Was it Bones? Yeah. Or something like that, that one big argument. Now you look back on it and you can see my point a lot more than you could when me and you had that argument then. I, I can, but me and your dad were still right. Yeah, at the time. <laughs> but now you agree with me and you do yeah. the same thing that yeah. I would. Well, let's not get into that because then we have to explain to everybody what the hell we're talking about. So <laughs> we're, we're pretty right. Right. off subject now. I think it's a good time to end this podcast. Um, everyone... Thank you for watching. Interact with us on Facebook. We are there for you. You can find us uh, on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. Um, You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher. We are hanging out all over the place. Come and uh, play with us. And uh, (laughs) I don't have anything else for you. Um, I don't know what we'll do next time. We'll definitely have something fun and enjoyable for at least one of us. And uh, (laughs) that... That's all I got. Jay, do you have any parting words? Yeah, interact us with on Facebook. We have such sites to show you. (laughs) 
Great, now we're all going to die. Uh, Kenneth, <laughs> do you have any parting words? Um, as, as always, you know, keep watching horror because, you know, as long as y'all are watching horror, it gives us, uh, you know, it gives everybody more respect for the genre and they'll keep making them and hopefully uh, they'll come back around to start making some really good ones. Yep. If you have horror movies you would love to see us uh, talk about, let us know. We'll, we're completely open to suggestions. Um, and other than that, thank you all for joining us. I hope you have a lovely night. Watch out for those werewolves when you're walking to your car in the middle of the night because they're hungry and we would like for you to come back and listen to us and not uh, turn into a werewolf and talk to your best friend that you killed because uh, now he comes back as a deadly apparition. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time on Kill the Cast.